How would you like to speak to thousands of people in your pajamas without leaving your bedroom? Here's the thing. You need to be getting on podcasts yesterday. Why? Because podcasters are hot. Over 73 million Americans listen to podcasts and that number is growing every month. That's insane. Here's the problem. There are currently over half a million podcasts and finding the right ones is like finding a needle in a haystack. Podcast booking agencies charge thousands of dollars to book you on shows and they usually just spam podcasters like me. Hosts like myself get pitched all the time and we don't have time to research every potential guest. In fact, I turned down 95% of pitches. And this is why I created Podbooker. Podbooker.com is the first platform where guests can easily pitch hosts and hosts can find great guests. It's like a podcast dating site. Use our simple search algorithm to find the perfect hosts in seconds. Increase your acceptance rates with our bio templates, video pitches, and powerful profile pages. Easily communicate and follow up with hosts with a few clicks. Keep a record of all the podcasts you've been featured on. Learn how to become a rock star guest with our Academy tutorials featuring award-winning podcast hosts and much, much more. So what are you waiting for? Head over to podbooker.com. Warning, this is not your average podcast. We don't do I'm average around here. Boring doesn't exist. And we don't have patience for small-minded, petty excuses. Maybe I'm just not good enough. We're all about getting real, staying motivated, and taking imperfect action. This is The Daniel Geffen Show. And now, introducing your charmingly unfiltered, overly obsessive, yet refreshingly insightful host, Daniel Geffen. Hey everyone, it's Daniel Geffen again. I just sat with my spiritual mentor. His name's Rabbi Gozi. I sit with him once a week just to keep me, uh, you know, going on the right path, making sure that I'm not getting too arrogant or too lost. You know, it's always very, and I keep saying this and I'll say it again and again, it's so important to have spiritual mentors, physical mentors, parenting mentors, business mentors, you know, there's different mentors for different aspects of your life. When you're sick, you go to a doctor, you don't go to a therapist, right? It depends on the sick, if you're physically sick, you go to a doctor, you don't go to a therapist. When you're spiritually sick, you go to a, a spiritual leader, right? When you have uh, issues of the marriage, you go to a marriage counselor. When you're trying to work on things with your children and how to raise them properly, you go to a, you know, somebody who's an expert in parenting. And so I try to have mentors in all different aspects of my life because I'm always, you know, trying to trying to work on each aspect. So today I sat with my spiritual mentor, and something came out of the conversation that was really really incredible that I'd love to share with you. And that is, it, it's actually counterintuitive. It's, it's not what you would think. He said to me, you know, as a leader, you're actually a slave. As a leader, you're actually a slave. And by the way, being a slave is not a bad thing. It's, it's actually a great thing. Now, let me, let me explain. So, to be a real leader... Your job as a leader is to serve the people. That's a real leader. Okay, a person who leads and has no interest in serving the people that he's leading or her or she's leading, that's not a leader. They're not a leader. They won't last. 
right? A leader, a true leader, a great leader, serves their people. Okay? And when you're serving everybody else, essentially, you become a slave to those people, right? You serve them. It's a saint, and I'll give you an example, by the way, that any of you who are who have children, who are parents, will easily relate to this, right? As a parent, you have children, you're the leader of the household, right? But ultimately, you serve your children, right? You spend 18 years of their life serving them. And in fact, I would even go you know, so far as to say that you end up serving them your whole life because then they get married and they still need their parents, right? They, you know, as a grandparent, you look after the grandchildren, right? You end up serving them your whole lives. As a parent, till the day you die, you serve your children. And you essentially become a slave to them. And for those of you that are parents, you know what I'm talking about. You become a slave to your children, right? Where to go on vacation and, you know, bedtime and brushing teeth time and dealing with homework and school and all sorts of things. We become slaves to our children. But here's the thing, and this is what's so important to realize, is that it's the most incredible thing in the world. It's the most rewarding thing you can do, is raising children, right? It's, you know, I call it slavery, but it's, it's bliss. And the truth is, and here's something really interesting, I can't remember who said this, so I'm going to try and remember. Hopefully it will come to me. But someone once said that secretly, deep down inside, everybody is begging to be led. Everybody wants to be told what to do. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive because I can promise you one thing. I was that guy, and I still am. I was the kid that hated authority. Right? I hated authority. Anyone who told me what to do, I would do the opposite. And even today, I struggle with listening to authority. Right? If I don't think something is fair, or if I don't think that I agree with whatever it is, that's, I don't care what authority they are. I will, I will stubbornly oppose them. Right? But here's the secret. The secret is, is that actually, when we learn to serve people, we learn to obey we actually live happier, healthier, and fuller lives. And, and some of you will get this straight away. Some of you will get it. Some of you won't. Some of you will take time for it to really settle in. And, to, and it has to come to you. You know, this is one of those things that you, you can't really explain in words. What I'm trying to explain to you is it's hard to explain it into words. But when you experience it, when you experience truly being led, it's incredible. It really is. You know, another example, you know, the President of the United States or the President of any country. You look at your President. He's a leader, right? They're a leader. But they're slaves to the nation. They are slaves to the nation. They're slaves to their people. They take orders from the people. Right? A, a great leader, a great President serves their people and listens to their people. And for me, this was such an important awakening because as an entrepreneur, you know, we think that we want to control everything. We think that we need to control everything. 
I think that I need to control everything that goes on. And here's the thing, is that the more control I think I have, the less control I really have over things. The more control I think that everything's under control, everything's in my power, the less power I really have. Because when I realize that I actually have no control, and that ultimately I'm just a servant, essentially I'm just a messenger. I'm here on a mission to help people, to serve other people. That's when I have the most amount of power. That's when I have the full power. Because if you think about it, and again, you know, to get spiritual here, you know, some of you believe in God and some of you don't believe in God. I believe in God and I believe that when you do the purpose, when you are essentially a servant to the greater good, then you have the whole world behind you. You have the whole world at your disposal. Because ultimately, imagine a king. And a king has a slave. King, king has a servant. And he sends a servant on a mission. And he wants a servant to be successful, right? So he gives him everything. He gives him all the money and power and everything that he needs, the king gives him for this mission. Right? So now the servant becomes as powerful as the king. Because the servant now has all that power. But only as long as he's on the mission. If he deviates from the mission, and if he takes matters into his own hands, and he says, now I'm in control. I don't need this king. I don't need to do this mission. I have my own mission. He loses all that power. All the resources taken away from him. But if you stay on the mission, as long as you keep to the mission, and as long as you recognize that, that essentially we're all just servants for the greater good, we're all here to serve for the greater good, as long as we stay on that mission, we are as powerful as the king himself. We have as much power, and we have everything at our disposal. All the resources are given to us. That's why when you find yourself doing something that's beyond yourself, that's outside of yourself, when you find yourself on a mission to do good, things happen. You ever had that before? Where suddenly you do things that just for the greater good, you do something, and everything falls into place. Everything just seems to just work effortlessly. You don't even have to work hard, you don't have to think, it just happens. Right? But in contrast, when we try to serve ourselves, when we try to be our own kings and queens, we end up tripping and falling and, and things go wrong and they just don't seem to work out. Right? And I'll leave you with this incredible parable, which, I mean... Blows, blew my mind when I first saw it and it blows my mind every time I think about it in heaven there is no heaven and hell there's just one dining hall that everybody sits at and everybody's sitting on this table this long long table and you've got people sitting opposite you so you've got two rows of people and in front of you you have all the most delicious food you can ever dream of. Your favorite food, feast. And you can eat as much as you want and drink as much as you want. Forever. 
But here's the thing, in front of you, you have this very, very, very long spoon. And you pick up this spoon, and you pick up the food with the spoon, and you try to feed yourself, and it won't go. It's too long, it doesn't reach your mouth. And you try, and you try, and you try, and you try. That's the person who lived a selfish life. That all they think about is me, me, me. And when they see the spoon, they assume that the spoon is for them. And so they try and try and try and try to feed themselves and they can't and they starve and they suffer. But the people who gave in this world, the people who lived for others, to help others, when they get to this hall up in heaven, they will see the spoon and automatically realize that this long spoon is to feed the person opposite you. And when you feed the person opposite you, then the person opposite you realizes that his spoon or her spoon is to feed you. Have a wonderful day and I'll speak to you all tomorrow. You just heard another imperfectly perfect, powerful piece of positivity, practical perceptions from your daringly dashing host, Daniel Geffen. Don't foolishly miss out on other epic episodes. Uh-oh. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go on, give it a smash, then get on with your day. And don't forget to make it epic.